It's our birthday. It's episode 52 of the Two in the Authors podcast with me, David B. Lyons. And me, Robert Enright. And David, can you believe it? We have stuck at this for an entire year. I mean, a small pat on the back. Yeah. I'll give ourselves there. I think uh, yes, we managed to that. stick at it. And it's been so much fun. And it's just been an incredible experience. The amount of people we've spoken to, uh, the amount of stories that have been shared on here, the tips, uh, all the singing. You love the singing. Um, (laughs) I think it's just been such a wonderful year. I think it's probably been so different to what you and I expected it to be that actually this episode today is going to actually be a bit different to the other episodes we do because... We mentioned on previous episodes, we're pre-recording a couple of episodes because you and I are on different holidays, despite what people think. We are on different holidays. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so we're just going to have a look back over the year and discuss some of the brilliant tips or guests or answers or mailbag questions or my singing that you None. found particularly fascinating over the last uh, 12 <laughs> months or so. <laughs> yeah, yes, your singing is definitely fascinating now, right? That doesn't mean good. <laughs> oh, that's that is so hurtful. Um, but I guess there's no point really asking how the week that was was because you and I are both on our holidays. Um, so I guess really all we should do is we should start, you know, having a look back over our first year as a podcast. I guess we should talk as our main talking point then, David, about our main talking points because we've had so many topics and uh, guests and discussions and lists of tips and stuff over the year that we've spoken about. I think we've probably found our flow a bit better as obviously the year's gone on and we've done this more and more. Um, But are there any main episode talking points that kind of still stick in your memory yeah it's interesting i I, you know what i think i might give you a little job while i'm answering this uh question rob would you in the time i'm answering um what my favorite main talking points has been would you be able to call up from the statistics what our most listened to main talking points have been can you do that on the statistics yeah okay i can can do that nice yeah see if you can pull that information up i mean it's 52 episodes we've done now where we've recorded 51 up until this point and each one has had a main talking point and I think we we sort of we opened up with how we both became full-time authors and I think that was a great sort of introduction to the type of podcast that we wanted to deliver so uh, that really not only did it introduce the two of us to uh, a listenership but it really gave them 
sort of an idea of the transition that's required from going from full-time work into becoming a full-time author. And we both took different steps in that. So episodes one and mm. two, if you haven't listened to them, in, in terms of production, they're probably our weakest too because we were only getting to know what a microphone was <laughs> um, and, and, and how we uploaded the, uh, the software here where Rob looks after and uploaded post-production. Um, so, it, you know, to the ear, they're probably not the best sounding, but for information, I think episodes one and two stand out for me, Rob. Um, or just how yeah. we became full-time authors. And we both give, we, we give a background on each of our journeys. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I think those two, they were eye-opening because they like said we kind of just jumped straight into doing it. We got our microphones ready, set up our account, and then just went hell for leather on it. Um, but I agree. I'm just bringing it up now because obviously our most listened to episode is the first episode we ever did. Um if we have a look the longest out. Yeah. Um, I'm just trying to now have a look and see. Because they're the two most listened to ones. A um, couple of other ones that I've had a lot of listens to are episode three, which was how we write our books. I imagine our first camera, uh, the first batch of episodes would be the most listened to because that's where people will find us. But um, one episode I really enjoyed like doing. Like our books if we write in series. That's how we book one. Yeah. And I think... Um, one of the episodes has got a lot of listens to, and it's one I really enjoyed doing because I was still quite, no, I wasn't that far away from having left my job. It was episode number six, uh, which was The Numbers That Matter. And I think that's an episode yes. that's gone down quite well, and it came with a, an accompanying track sales tracker that I'd built. Um, and I think for me, that was sort of like a bit of validation because yeah. I'd just become a full-time author, and I could talk about... Yeah essentially what my business plan had been over the the many years. Yeah. I mean, we, we covered it a couple of weeks ago when we spoke about my one-year anniversary of, of being full-time, about what I put in place. But that episode always sticks out yeah. to me because I think that one for me was, okay, like, I know what I'm talking about here. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and, and I think it kind of went down well with people. But, I mean, if I'm looking through, which I am at the moment, um, I think a lot of the episodes that get a lot of listens, I think are the ones that directly offer advice. So things like how to write books with a full-time job and our six tips on how we yeah. got thousands of reviews for our books. So yeah, I think those types of episodes seem to be, I think, really beneficial for our listeners. Yeah. Yeah, the good points you raised there. It's, it's if we're saying how to, we tend to um, increase a listenership in some way. But of course, across the board, what we really want to be is a magazine type feature. So the main talking point is really only, uh, I guess, about a third of of any recording. And we're not Rob and I. We've never chased. Whenever we're not clickbaiting, we're not looking to create headlines or SEO for the sake of just shocking somebody and then not delivering through a podcast, which an awful lot of current online content uh, does. Uh. Um, if, if, if I was picking around my favorites, I love, as an old lecturer of creative writing, I love the craft episodes where we go into some craft. I know in episode yeah. 16, we, did, we went deep into some craft. We've then gone into sort of uh, more specific terms, like where we, we talk about how to nail a how to make a character three dimensional and all that type of thing. Mm. I think a, a reader, I've had some feedback from listeners, and they, they really enjoy when we go crafty on them. 
Yeah. And that uh, obviously it feels, falls right into your wheelhouse, doesn't it? Because you are the resident yeah. lecturer of this podcast. Um, but I think one thing I've been, I think we've been really lucky with is some of the guests that we've had come on the show. So we're going to go on to the seven questions later on in our discussion. So we're not talking about our seven questions um, authors. We're talking about the guests who've joined us for for some of the main talking points. Obviously, last uh, yeah. weeks ago, we had Joanna Penn. <laughs> we had Joanna Penn on the yeah. show, which is mad for me. I mean, I've, I've fanboyed proper hard and I gave yeah. her all the flowers because she had such a, an impact on my mindset and and doing it but i was going through some of the people we've had over the last year we had matt holmes on a couple of months ago to talk about facebook ads yes yeah really interesting theory he has on facebook ads that was that was eye eye opening or ear opening for an awful lot of our (laughs) listeners um who we had the two stewards on we had Stuart grant and Stuart beige um, yes. They're actually a team there where, where they have their own podcast uh, about AI. But Stuart Grant mm. came on um, to talk about us about uh, web design. And Stuart huh? Beach is one of the leading names, isn't he, in, in book cover design. It was great to pick his brains on that. Yeah. And again, again, like these are names of people who I listened to on podcasts two, three years ago when I was nowhere near where I was now with my books. So, the fact that we've been able to get them on and talk to them directly is it's been brilliant. You know, we've had people who have helped me. We've had my editor Emma on. We've had my audio narrator Lee Beddo. He was the first guest I think we had on the show. Yeah. He was fantastic. That's um, right. Such a wonderful man. But of course, we can't forget that we had your wonderful wife on the show, Kerry. That's right, Kerry Lyons, talking about mindset of the creative, yeah, and and how you should really believe in yourself and, and, and pushing your, your your art forward and, and trying to eradicate that sort of imposter syndrome, which she's great at. She certainly helped me with it. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's been 51 talking points, all quite interesting, if we're allowed to say that, about about our own interview techniques or discussion points. But um, I wonder if you, listener, have your favourite episode or favourite main talking point, Um if you do, Rob and I are inviting you to share it um, on our Facebook group. So um, do, as always, visit there. It's a, it's a community that we're hoping to expand. We're not marketing this podcast. It's it's growing. It's the fastest growing podcast in the, in the author space. So thank you for that. And it's all down to your word of mouth and, and sharing. So, so do get involved in that. Uh, community and what we would like you to discuss um this week now is is your favorite main talking point uh, has rob and i or even a guest of ours really struck a chord with you on one of our talking points and what i would like to do david before we move on to uh talking about the mailbag is we spoke about some of the ones that um yeah some of the guests we've had are our, our most listened to episodes what kind of what our listeners seem to be enjoying more um of the content that we give out do you have one topic or one episode that sticks in your mind that you found to be like the one that you found most enjoyable um it was a a real pleasure to have joanna on um a Uh, couple of weeks ago Uh, really because she on air and both off air she kind of wrapped her knuckles rob because we're (laughs) And I, I, because we're not 
sort of wide enough and she doesn't just Jana is thinking way beyond you know Sorry. um Joe yeah KDP and, and what she and and wider retailers online she's thinking much much wider she's spreading her her net much further than that and it really made me think it's it, it's actually made me sort of uh, want to do some sort of u-turn in terms of of getting different product in terms of my own books out there and selling to my super fan rather mm-hmm. than just relying on Amazon to sell my ebooks. Uh, what about you? Have you got a favorite main thought point that we've done that really you sticks out? You know what out? I do? I, I do. And uh, I'm going to give you the credit here because it's actually an episode around you, which was number 38, which was Do You Need an Agent? Um, because obviously that was when I sort of interviewed you about your process as an independent author in not only figuring out why you wanted an agent, but then how you approach the agent and what's been the art of the possible since then. And I think that episode was really eye-opening and I just found it really interesting to hear all that stuff because obviously you and I talk a lot, but we don't talk in you know that much detail about the stuff. So I actually found that episode to be really like a fascinating listen because as independent authors we think certain doors are closed and in that one there you sort of show not only how you opened it but you kind of kicked your way through and you keep talking about like you've got these exciting meetings going on at the moment which has all you know been driven through this process you've gone through so yeah i think that one there sticks out for me a little bit um but again yeah, yeah we got 52 of these episodes now so i would love to hear from our listeners which one they found to be their favorite it's time to discuss the mailbag, Rob. Have you got a little song for me? No, not today. I have not prepared no, the mailbag today. today. Oh. No, it is. I mean, our listeners obviously seem to, well, they probably either love it or absolutely hate it when I sing that song. But, um, it's kind of become a small rod for my own back because I now have to yes. do one every week. Um, but it's particularly painful for you when we have a guest on. Oh God, I had to sing to, I think you said it was my worst one and I sang to Joanna Penn. <laughs> I mean, I've had to sing, I mean, Joanna Penn, who's been like this massive influence, I had to sing terribly at her. Um, and I did that. I hope my listeners just... know I did that for them. <laughs> She Not just stayed me. silent as well. It was hilarious. Um, yeah, right. Um, so, but funny enough, when the discussion of your singing uh, intros into the mailbag come up online, as they have a couple of times, um, you're normally getting the backing and people are having a go at me. And I didn't ask for any of this. <laughs> I've, I've, I've accidentally turned you into the grumpy one of the podcast when it couldn't be yes. further from the truth. You're like the nicest man in the world. <laughs> Um, yeah, I've I've adopted that. Yeah, but um, no, it's it's obviously a bit of fun. I think the mailbag is it's a really good way for people to connect with the show. Um, when yeah, yeah, most of the questions come either through email. The majority come from our Facebook group. Uh, we do get some sent in by email, and obviously people don't want to people piling on, or maybe they don't want to do it publicly, and that's always fine. Um, there's many ways yeah. to contact us. Um, but what I like about it is when, you know, we see questions in the Facebook group all the time and that's the community we're building is someone puts a question in there and 
by the time one of us gets to it, you or me, there's only six answers and someone's probably already answered but the answer yeah. I would do. So I usually just go, listen to this answer here. This is what I would do. Yeah. Um, but again, I think it's a good way when, you know, someone put a question in, uh, what was it? Uh, her name is Zoe uh, Rossi put one in uh, the other day. And I think you just responded saying, we'll talk about this on the show. So that that's what yeah. I mean. Like the, the the connection with the podcast is oh okay cool like that not only have they heard me they're going to talk about it, um, and who doesn't like you know it's, that's why people send stuff into the radio or whatever like they like doing that. But I think it's a really good way to change the topic of the the show slightly. Like we always never really want the question to match the talking point. But it also just gives a very yeah. quick, brief, punchy answer to a smaller question that probably doesn't get its own major talking point. Yeah, and, and it makes sense. I think that when you and I sat down over a year ago to discuss what features we put in the pod, when we came up with the idea of a mailbag, it was interesting from the point of view that it would be collaborative with the listener where they can get involved uh, in some way. But also, um, we're reliant so much on, you know, hitting up Facebook groups with a quick question and getting some really bad answers. The worst answer you can get on a Facebook group, this does my fucking head in, is um, you'll ask a question, someone will ask a question, they go, um, I'm just asking about expanded distribution and, and, and what I should do with Amazon, blah, blah, blah. Like a question where they look for a legitimate answer and somebody will answer it going, following of oh, course <laughs> that does my head in that does my head in but our show allows us then to, to like i did with zobby rossi there i thought well i can write you um a 600 word answer here a, a few paragraphs worth of what i think you should do zobby here or oh no i'll tell you what me and Rob will will take ten minutes out of the podcast and, and we'll tackle this question. Uh, hang on, on, live on air. So it's you're getting you know true text. You can't really sort of be as supportive as you'd like to be an awful lot of the time. Yeah, I I, I think that's the um the whole point of it is, and when you talk about that following thing, they're typing following into an answer. The thing that drives <laughs> me even more crazy is that Facebook has the functionality for you to follow a post so you get updated on it yeah. without having to put following yeah. on. Um, but yeah, I, again, <laughs> oh, I mean, I've got the pressure of writing a song every week or coming up with a song that I can you know, crowbar the word mailbag into. But I think it's it's such a great part of building our connection with our listeners um, along with our Facebook group. So yeah, I, I wouldn't change it at all. We talk about the seven questions all the time, David, as being the our favorite part of the show. I mean, I love doing the podcast, but the reason the seven questions is the favorite part of the show is not only is it really collaborative with other authors and we, we we just ask them the same seven questions like that is the easiest part of the the entire show yeah um but the reason we love it so much is you know, it, like you always say a lot is being a writer can be quite isolating at times and over the year the amount of new friends i've made in the indie author world has grown exponentially just by getting them on and talking to them for 20 minutes um, and I just think it's such a fascinating concept. And there was one that you were 
yeah. like really married to when we started talking about this um this podcast yeah it's 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 a it's a mag i run i ran a magazine in in college it's it's a magazine feature where you ask the same questions to different subjects every week has always interested me. I used to get them in, in the back of football magazines when I was a kid, you mm. know, and they're just features that always work for me, but it works particularly well um, in, on, a, on a podcast where, where you can hear the, the different subject tackling the seven questions or the same questions every week. And we knew we would get an array of answers. Sometimes we get um, the same answer when it comes to discussing particular software that really helps people out. But but that's great because that 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 goes to show that that piece of software is really beneficial to the in the auto community. But by and large, we get such a diverse range of answers consistently. Yeah, and I think it's it's it should help people at whatever stage they're in of their journey. Whether it's you haven't written a book, you've yeah. got five books, you've got one book, you're struggling to sell books because. You know, we've done this podcast because you and I have um, achieved a level of success with the indie author world that has allowed us to do it for a living. And not everyone can always relate to that. They can always aspire to it or, or you know, respect it or however, but sometimes they can't relate to it. But then suddenly you get a, a guest on the seven questions who's almost in the exact same place you are and you can hear oh actually they're tackling this differently to me or whatever and i think that's brilliant so uh first thing i really wanted to do david was i think i do it for both of us is do a massive thank you to every single person who has signed yeah. up and joined us on the show um i think yeah there's some mm-hmm. people that it comes naturally to them they'll jump on they'll have a chat and they'll go there's some people who you know we've spoken to for like five minutes before we started recording telling them that they're going to be fine not to worry about yeah. it we'll make it as easy and quick as possible um and i think the fact that they've been able to push themselves out of their comfort zone has been you know tremendous absolutely tremendous yeah. so a big massive thank you to every single um author who has come on to this show over the year we really appreciate it and we'll let you know something quite interesting off the back of that in about five minutes but before we do yeah. that David, has there been so again this isn't picking favorites we think every single guest has been tremendous but has there been any that if you think right now off the top of your head someone who's has said something or whose question whose answers have stuck with you I think, yeah, I think you and I, we probably realized the seven questions was a bit of a hit feature around about episode five, I think. Do you remember when we had Claire C. Riley on, Rob? And, and oh, yeah. suddenly we went, and suddenly we went, oh, okay, I never thought of that. Um, and that was mm. her discussing Goodread and how she really implements that social media platform to sort of um, spread her brand wide, you know, because... It makes sense. It was a bit of an aha moment to you and I, and an awful lot of our listeners I know uh, commented on Aunt Claire's um, uh, appearance on the podcast, but also then you, or no, no, yeah, you then asked Claire if she could write up a document mm. of how she approaches Goodreads and what she does, and she was so kind then to send that on to you, in which you could pin to the top of our Facebook group. So if you're on our Facebook group, there's a, there's a step by step guide of how to utilize Goodreads 
um, for the benefit uh, of you, the independent author. It's a really interesting read. I think that was when, yeah. I think it was about episode five, and that was the first time where we went, oh, we're getting such a diverse range of, of answers here and, and, and approaches to this game. Yeah, I think that that, that was it. Because I think you and I did the do first you, couple. Do you have... And then um, we had a couple of authors who were at like probably similar levels and had similar answers. And then Claire came on and just threw a complete like knowledge bomb into the middle of the podcast. And I remember, yeah, you were, I was just like, oh my God, like I didn't know any of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Really cool. Do Do you have a standout uh, memory of um, guests for the seven questions? Um, I mean, there's been so many fascinating ones, but I think one that one that always sticks with me because I love I love the overall message of it was I can't remember the episode number now. I'd have to dig it out. Is when we had Reese Dillon on the on the podcast um, because one thing I yes. hear about. Yeah, one thing I hear a lot about is people thinking, oh, the the gold rush of indie or being an indie author is finished. Like, oh, it's, it's it's too oversaturated now, and there's there's no possibilities of breaking through. There's no money to be made in it. And I I, I remember correctly. I mean, Reese has got terrific branding, terrific everything. Like, he's got all of his ducks in a row. I think he only released his first book in I wonder if I remember correctly, like twenty twenty one, and in that time, he's yeah, a couple of years ago, yes six to eight books all that have amazing amount of reviews and now he's doing it for a living and he did it in less than two years now obviously he had a plan and he goes mm-hmm. into that in in great detail in the seven questions so try and dig out the episode but i just yeah it, it always sticks with me because i i hate when people say there's no point doing it now because they won't make any money or that it's not a viable thing for them to do because i remember that was just he just completely disproved it, um, and that one's always stuck with yeah. me uh, because I think it's a it's a great message for our listeners to have heard. It is, yeah, it's a really good one for those just starting out. But even for even for those listeners who are at a stage where they might have five or six books, but they haven't quite made success of it yet, it's just proof that it really is a case of just getting it right. And then selling the product. If you can release a great product, you can sell a great product. And Reese was absolutely proof of that. Now we just picked out Claire and Reese there, but we could we we've fifty of them to choose from. And as Rob you said earlier on, we're very very grateful and thankful to every single one of them. In fact, we are disgraceful. Now Rob and I have something to share with you that we're excited to share with you, and it has to do with the podcast overall. But um, particularly those who have been guests for the seven questions and those who will be guests for the seven questions in the future. Yes, we do. So, David, it gives me great pleasure to announce to our listeners the upcoming Two Indie Author Awards. And that is the awards that you and I will be giving out Two independent authors. I'm going to say right now in caveat, there is no cash prize, um, but we will be 
uh, going through all the guests, all the guests who have appeared on our seven questions will be eligible for these awards. And what we're going to do is over the next couple of months, so this is going to become an annual thing, is that every October we will go through the previous year's worth of um, guests and we will go through each one and we will categorize into the five categories that we have. We will draw up short lists for them. And then in an episode in December, just before Christmas, David and I will do an episode where we announce the winner of these awards. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And David, would you like to share with our listeners what the categories will be? I would, it would be my honor, except I had the page in front of me and then I lost it. But bear with me a second. It's about to open back up. <laughs> yeah, we're really excited about this, Rob and I. Um, the two in the author awards. And if you have been a guest on our show as the seven questions, you are already on the long list. Rob and I, Rob said every October, which is our birthday, we will be reflecting on the previous year. By every November, we will reduce that to a, a short list. And we're going to pick five in each category. So I have the categories in front of me now, Rob. I'm going to give us the first uh-huh. one. So you could win an award, a two in the author award as an independent author for best cover. What's the next one, Rob? Um, you can also, so obviously we'll do best cover and then we will also be doing a award for the best blurb. Yes, and we will also be doing one for best branding. Now, Rob and I are keen on branding. So the independent order who has been a guest that we feel has offered up the best branding. And that will be followed by best website. Um, So again, it's a key tool for all indie authors, um, but we will be going through and looking at all the websites of uh, our guests and we will be shortlisting which ones we think are the best. And then, David, what is the final award? And overall, we will then announce the winner of the two indie authors, independent author of the year. Exciting times, Rob. Yeah, really exciting. Um, Ultimately, it is just going to be a bit of fun um, and a way Mm -hmm. to honour the um, guests that we've had on here. Um, so I don't want anyone to ever feel, you know, slighted by any of the, uh, uh, by not making shortlists or, you know, when we release you know, the shortlist for best covers and if you're disappointed that you're not on it, go and have a look at the people who have been shortlisted because hopefully it's a way you can look at and see, okay, that's kind of what I need my covers to be like. But yeah, really excited. Um, I think we'll have a lot of fun, David, when we actually do the, um, do the awards. And yeah, I think yeah. it would be a great way just to thank our guests who come on. And if you want to be in the running for those awards next year, then you know what you need to do. You need to either go to our Facebook page, to the pinned post at the top, onto our Instagram, to our story, uh, to our um, highlights, or go to www.2indieauthors.co.uk and you can sign up. It takes a minute to sign up. And you can get yourself on the waiting list to join us for the seven questions. But David, that sort of brings us to a close. It brings to a close a wonderful year spent in your company. And yeah. um, before I let you go, is there 
if you could pick one guest, right? I'm going to call you out on this now. I haven't even put run this past you. If you could pick one guest to have on the show in the next year, who would you want to get? I'm fascinated by Louise Ross's trajectory. I, I just think she would be a fascinating person to sit down and have a proper conversation about how going from um, zero to multi-million selling uh, independent owner. Mm-hmm. She, she really fascinates me. I would ask you the same question, only I have a feeling you probably answer the exact same, would you? Um, I would do, but because you've already picked uh, LJ Ross, I I also would, I'd really like to get, um, people might know the name, Janet Margot on the show. So Janet Margot used to yes. um, head up, I believe, the Amazon ads platform. And she does a lot of work with um, Mark Dawson's self-publishing uh courses so i think having her on the show to yeah. really go into amazon ads because i don't think we've ever really been able to offer much more than you know we we try them and they do okay i think getting her on to yeah. really get into them would would just make such a fascinating episode so you know fingers crossed we can deliver another year of um good good episodes for people to listen to once a week and hopefully david another year's worth of songs for you to uh to put up with but thank you for this year thank you too and thanks certainly to our listeners Do you know